Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to I'm Not Important and Don't Have Much to Say. Welcome, everyone, to I'm Not Important and Don't Have Much to Say. I'm Mike Lyons, and I will be your host tonight. Uh, This is a test episode, which means that we're not fully up and running, and we want to just see the logistics of running a show. Um, do a little bit of pop culture chat and discussions that we plan on doing uh, for our other episodes. And um, just to to get a little more experience, um, I ran a blog talk radio show previously called Thursday Night with Mike Lyons. Uh, so I was doing this for quite some time and it took a break. Uh, so I'm really happy to be back. Uh, the show has a new name. I'm not important and don't have much to say. Uh, and we'll obviously be talking a lot and having a lot to say on the show. So I hope uh, you'll join us. Uh, We'll be doing some test shows about once every Thursday for a couple of weeks. And when we officially start the show, we'll move to every other Thursday. Um, We'll have some really nice interviews for you about all sorts of different topics, uh, the arts, politics, pop culture, and we'll have lots of uh, new and different music uh, for you to listen to. Um, I unfortunately have my little dog with me tonight uh, who was so quiet and well-behaved until I sat down in front of the microphone and he immediately demanded my attention. Uh, so you might hear him a little bit. His name's Jake. Uh, what I'm going to do first is play a new song for you by Chuck Pelletier. It's called How to Play Guitar and Be Cool. And I thought it was a really great song. And I hope to have Chuck on one of my future shows. And maybe we can uh, talk to him a bit about his music and his many other accomplishments. Uh, So have a listen and uh, let me know what you think.
Thank you to Chuck Pelletier for the wonderful song. Um, hopefully he'll be on a show in the near future. But right now I have uh, my good friend, John Lynn with me, uh, who is a film buff to say the least. Uh, so welcome John Lynn. Hi, John. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? I'm doing great. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to have you on to talk about some film because you know more about film than anyone else that I know. So I thought we'd just talk about some things that you've recently seen. Um, and maybe you can make some suggestions uh, for people that are maybe looking for something a little bit different, but I know you have a wide range of uh, likes in film. So um, sometimes I notice one thing that I find very interesting is you go for these very artful films, uh, but I did hear, did you just see Transformers? I did see Transformers number five. And you loved it, I thought, right? I didn't. I, well, I didn't want to say I loved it. It's a very, it's probably the second best in the series. What's, uh, what's so great about it? Because it, it, you always surprise me because you really like these really well done, sophisticated films. Um, but you're, you're not above a good like popcorn flick. Well, interesting itself with the Transformers series is that it's directed by Michael Bay, all the movies in the series. And he and a few other directors have had critical reevaluation in the last five to ten years. And this reevaluation is based more on their style, 
and their subject material, and not necessarily the actual quality of the film. So a lot of the movie is really stylistic. It's a true vision. But when it comes to the end quality, it may not be the most cohesive movie. So like Transformers 5, the most recent that came out, The Last Night, Transformers The Last Night, it doesn't work as a whole, but overall it's he really does build a world here, a Transformers world where all these characters cohabit with the humans. And unlike the second and third movies, which basically rehash the plot of the first, it's a completely new plot. There's a lot of like Transformers mythology in this. And it really does well in building like a team of characters that some of the other movies in the series hadn't. And at the, while at the same time, it still has many of the flourishes that Michael Bay has as a director, such as shots during sunset, um, his action cut shots. He's probably one of the best action directors out there in terms of the actual style he does. Um, but this uh, critical reevaluation of him is something called vulgar artorism. Artorism itself is an older term referring to the author as a director. So film criticism in the last five years, we've created a term called vulgar artorism to refer to those directors who are a little vulgar, maybe go over the top, such as Michael Bay. And they've been really reevaluated lately. A lot, a lot of film critics don't buy into this quite a bit who are starting to really rally behind these directors. Michael Bay's one. Another one's Paul W.S. Anderson of the Resident Evil films uh, and so on, so on. Wow. Okay. I had... I have no idea. Like, ha- this is like so interesting to me because half the stuff I don't know what you're talking about, and but it's still like it's so relatable because I think um, it's these are like top-grossing films, and yet there's so much um, art behind them. You know, hearing you talk about it, and I don't think a lot of people consider that. Well, um, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it's top-grossing film, Michael. This one has made a lot less money than the previous one. I, you know, I did read something about that. Why do you think that is? Is do you think they're on their way out? Um, have they worn out their welcome? Well, it's interesting. Transform the Transformer movie. I think made maybe one hundred and twenty million so far, which is not much compared to the others. But maybe it's just Americans are just starting to get tired of the sequels. This and also another interesting sequel is Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a different type of movie, but it's their fifth one as well. And the box right. office returns are not as good as the previous. But these two movies are both going to be saved by the worldwide grosses. China's going to go crazy for Transformers. So there's still another sequel planned, but I don't know how many more down the road. And mm-hmm. the reviews weren't there, really, by mainstream critics. I see. You know, I've also been noticing that uh, more often is the influence that China is having um, on film as well, uh, especially you know financially. Um, as you you've brought up, um, do you do you know anything about that, or would you like to talk a, a bit about that? Uh, well, the China market is growing immensely. Because if we imagine maybe 25 years ago in China, you didn't, there weren't many movie theaters in the country. So now, as the country mm-hmm. becomes slightly wealthier, people are able to start to afford to go to movies. Movie theaters are popping up across the country, and I don't know the population of China, but it's billions and billions of people. So just imagine that if they have the same amount of theaters as the United States does, how much money movies are going to make in China. And the Chinese market is very much drawn to blockbusters, video game movies, um, a lot of action films. So a movie like Transformers has made a lot of money, the last one, number four, in China. 
And then another movie, for example, Warcraft, the movie that came out last year, the adaptation of the, movie, of the video game directed by Duncan Jones, was a box office failure in the United States. But I think it made over $500 million in China. So wow. that may merit the movie to get a sequel alone, even though no one saw it in the United States. Right. That's so interesting. Um, I do want to talk about one other film uh, with you, which is not as um, uh, big as, as Transformers or the other films that we've been talking about. Um, but I was very interested in The Big Sick, and I heard that you've recently uh, seen that film. Um, what did you think about it? Uh, well, to start, The Big Sick is a movie that premiered at Sundance this year, um, directed by Michael Showwater. It's I think, one of his second or third film. I'm not exactly sure. He's not a major notable director. He does a lot of comedies. But this one is probably his most uh, critically acclaimed yet. And it's the story of Indian American who starts mm-hmm. dating an American girl. And then she ends up getting sick and all the different trials and tribulations that go along with that. But it's a romantic comedy. Um, it's Overall, it's a, I thought it was a very enjoyable movie, very funny. Mm-hmm. And we actually have some really good performances in the movie by uh, Holly Hunter, who's a great supporting actress, and she really shines in this movie. And surprisingly, Ray Romano gives a very strong performance too. Yeah, um, Ray Romano was in a show, I think, on HBO, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, and I thought he was fantastic in it. Um, it was about, like, the record industry. I really can't remember the name right now, but um, he got a lot of praise for that, and I had watched that um, that show. It was only on for one season and did, unfortunately, get canceled. Um, but I don't think people take him very seriously, and I think he's actually a really great actor um is he is his role uh a comedic in this film i mean it's comedic and it's serious too so he and holly Mm. hunter play the parents of the american girlfriend in this movie who's zoe kazan who's played by zoe kazan and so they have to deal with her getting sick but they also have it's a rom-com so they have a lot of funny lines right um, throughout the movie so do you think that's actually right now Mm -hmm. go ahead She's getting a lot of uh, early awards attention. Not that awards are that important at the end of the day, but she could mm-hmm. maybe get something, um, maybe an Oscar nomination. And you never know, Ray Romano might be in the running. But the movie, some people are saying best picture nomination is possible, screenplay for sure. Really? Do you think it'll do well in theaters? Well, um, I believe uh, this upcoming weekend, July 14th, it mm-hmm. is going to get a, a super wide nationwide release. So it could be some counter-programming. And a lot of the movies have not been doing that well. Like, example, Transformers, Pirates of the Caribbean, right. Cars 3. These have all been making a lot less money than their predecessors. But so the older crowd, who doesn't really go for blockbusters anyways, or just people looking for something else, could really turn to this movie. Again, it's very right. accessible. Some other movies lately have came out, which are for other people besides the people who like blockbusters, like Sofia Coppola's The Beguiled. But that movie mm-hmm. is not a crowd pleaser. So people, it's not going to have the word of mouth as the big sick will. So the big sick right. could do pretty well. I'm thinking it'll make a decent amount of money. A lot of people will probably see it. Great. I, I'm absolutely going out to see it. I'm actually really excited about it. So um, our time's up. So I just wanted to thank you so much for, for coming on on our, our test show just to contribute 
um, some information to our listeners. And I really hope that you'll come back regularly and uh, talk to us about films that you think we should be going out to see and um, making some critiques and just chatting about film with me. If, if you'd like to come back, I'd love to have you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Michael. Well, thanks so much. Have a great night. You too. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you again to John Lynn uh, for, for talking with me. He's so knowledgeable, and um, I think it's just so interesting to, to, to talk with him about film. Um, he knows so much, and he really makes an effort to, to see everything that's out there. Um, so he's just really knowledgeable, um, and I really hope to have him back. Uh, we're going to have another song coming up with someone I've interviewed before, P.D. Plastic, uh, who is a wonderful artist and a wonderful interview and so much fun uh, to talk with. And I'm going to play a new song that uh, he just released, I think in June. Uh, it's called Queens of the Street. It's featuring Cupcake, uh, who I'm not really familiar with, but I went on uh, Cupcake's Twitter and uh, Cupcake looks like a very interesting person. So um, I hope that you'll check them both out. And I think PD Plastic's going to be doing an interview with me in the future. And I'd love to have Cupcake, too. Um, so have a listen to Queens of the Streets featuring Cupcake. Enjoy. Injections, but you better be prepared for a dick inspection. If it don't look clean or it's under eight inches, you'll be filling me up, bitch. So get out the kitchen. The only cooking I do can get me in trouble. But I'm a boss ass bitch and I'm killing the hustle. Now we're talking about killing, you better run on the double. Cause if you think about kitchen, I'll be grabbing the shovel. It'll be off of your head because I am the queen. And if you really want the D, you better call up the green. If I ain't getting paid, baby, we ain't fucking. And if it's not good, baby, I ain't nothing. If you pay well, you can hit it again. Don't be blowing me up though, cause we ain't friends. Got a bunch of clients through that payroll good. Living life like a bitch coming straight from the hood. Queen. 
All right, everyone, it's time for Pop Culture Chat with our resident pop culture analyst, Carrie Childers. Hey there, Carrie. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, my goodness. Um, what did you think of that song that I just I, played? I really liked it. I am excited. I got to listen to it again so I can get all the nuances. But I yeah. I liked it. I've heard of Cupcake before. And obviously, I've heard of PD Plastics. I've been on your show, and I've listened and all that stuff. Uh, but I've heard of Cupcake before, and I know that she's, like, super outspoken about things, and she'll, like, talk about – I don't know. She – I think she's, like, very interactive with fans on Twitter and stuff, and she'll talk about important things and not shy away from it. I don't know. She seems really cool. I haven't heard much of her stuff, but I am excited, too. I I am as well. So it was uh, a pleasant surprise. I wrote down one of my favorite lines from that song, which is, my pussy hole tighter than a socket, which I, I like thought that was too. great. <laughs> I like that, um, before we get into our pop culture chat, um, I forgot to mention before I started playing the song, actually, that all profits for PD Plastic's song, Queens of the Streets, featuring Cupcake, actually go to uh, the LA LGBT uh, Youth Center, um, and their work is to uh, try to keep um, LGBT uh, kids off of the, off the streets because there are so many um, homeless kids. Um, and so I think if you like that song, you should obviously, uh, don't listen to it for free, go out and buy it. And, um, those profits will go to help those kids who are really in need. So I wanted to, uh, make sure that I mentioned that before we started. Yes. Spend your money somewhere good people. Uh, so tonight we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about a, uh, a man stuck in an ATM, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Zane and uh, gender nonconformity, uh, Madonna and Donnie Wahlberg. So um, if a guest wants to call in, uh, they can reach us at 516-387-1230 if they want to talk about any of these uh, really important issues with us. Um, so, uh, Carrie, why don't you start us off? What happened with this man in an ATM? Apparently, uh, in Corpus Christi, Texas, there was a contractor who, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know. uh, I think he was changing a lock in some sort of room that was attached to the ATM. He got locked inside like a zany kind of, uh, what's it called, rom-com kind of thing to happen, Uh except for he was trapped by himself, but not with like his on-again, off-again lover or something. But anyway, he... (laughs) He was trapped in there, and he didn't have his phone. He left the phone in the truck. So he was um, he was flipping notes out of the ATM every time someone would come to the ATM, being like, hey, I'm stuck in here. Please call my boss. And most people thought it was a prank. <laughs> so no I one, would. I, I would, too. No one, like, called the police until I think he was in there for a couple of hours. And right. someone was finally, like, nice enough to flag down a police officer. But what I was really impressed with, you can see some of the notes. I'm looking at BuzzFeed. He remembered the full um, telephone number for his boss and was able to write it out. Like, if I got <laughs> trapped somewhere, I don't know anyone's number. I would just, I would be screwed. Me neither. I don't know. I remember phone numbers um, pre-cell phone. Yeah. Um, 
like which are and, all and different I, now because no one has the landlines anymore. Exactly. Yeah, I remember all these like obscure phone numbers that I don't use. Like I remember my mom's like old work number, which is like out of commission. Yeah. Um, my my sister used to have like a bedroom phone. You know, like we all used to like have our own lines. Yes, I used to have one um, too. And I I still remember her number. That's gone. Um, yeah, that's very impressive. I don't think yeah. also people realize that like uh, like how an ATM works like that, like a human being could actually like that. There's like, there's a room or space or something that a human being could actually yeah, go I into. Wouldn't, I would not think that was possible. I would, I just don't think about it. Which, which really leads you to the idea that it's a, that it's a prank. Cause you're sort of like, how would a person be in an ATM? I think we think like it's just a little tiny box that spits yeah. out some money. Like a and, vending you know, machine with money in it. Exactly. And you're like, why would, how could someone be in a vending machine, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh boy. All right. Uh, so what happened with Neil Patrick Harris? Um, I I heard he um, someone had said something offensive online, and he responded to that person. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about what went on with that. Could you tell us? Yeah. Well. Dur- there's a family that's named the Duran family, or the Duran, I don't know how to say it. It doesn't really matter. Um, well, I mean, it does matter, but it doesn't matter right now. Anyway, right. so it's two parents and a son, and the son is about 10 years old, and he identifies as gender nonconforming, um, which basically, like, right now he's 10. What are you going to do? He His parents are cool with him. Just He dresses how he wants. If he wants to wear a dress one day, he can wear a dress. If he wants to wear shorts. He wants to wear makeup, whatever. So there's like a picture of them online, uh, I think at Pride. And they have like signs like, my son wears dresses and makeup, get over it, blah, blah, blah. And so James Woods posted the photo on Twitter and wrote, this is sweet. Wait until the poor kid grows up, realizes what you've done, and stuffs you both of your dismembered bodies into a freezer in the garage or something. Which is like, wow, that went... That went to 100 really quick. Yeah. And for anyone that doesn't know, James Woods uh, was an actor back in the day. And I guess now he doesn't do that much except for be like an old curmudgeon who doesn't want things to change, which like seems to be the way of the world now. Whatever. Right. Anyway, Neil Patrick Harris, who uh, is a beloved song and dance man and uh, certified homosexual, said uh, that is utterly ignorant and classless, Mr. Woods. I'm friends with this pa- with this family. You should not, you know of not what you speak. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I think that's very awesome of him to like just speak up for the kid. I mean, friends are yeah, not. Absolutely. That's basically it's a terrible thing. Just talking about some kid's parents like, oh, this kid's going to be humiliated later in life. It's like, no, hopefully not, because we're hopefully creating a better world for children to be in where they're not going to be made fun of for just doing things a little differently. So I'm glad someone took him to task. I don't know what happened after that, but I'm guessing he like watched all of his old movies and cried about how (laughs) men used to be men and shit like that. Am I allowed to say yeah. shit? I just said it twice. Yeah, well, I mean, I played a song that said my pussy hold tighter than a socket, and I've... That's true! 
you know, so, and there was a lot of other things. Nutting was in there. Yeah, or just yeah. nuts. I don't think they said nutting, <laughs> but they said nuts. They might so. have. I mean, well, we just did now, so what are you going to do? <laughs> well, now I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I also really wonder, like, you know, if this, like, just dried out old prune of a man, um, like, what did he even think that he was looking at? Because, like, people get really, um, like, get it twisted between, like, someone being homosexual, uh, someone being a transgender person, or, um, or just someone who's, you know, not conforming to, to gender ideals. Um, and, and I, I really think people need to educate themselves on, on the differences between everything and just sort of the fluidity of it all. Um, like gender is a social construct. It's gender's not a real thing. Right. Uh So if this kid wants to wear dresses or do whatever, um, like you should just go for it. Like I can't, how horrible. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they just really need to leave what children are doing alone. And hopefully, unless there's something obviously dangerous happening, let parents decide what's best for their kids. Because right. if you look at, like, especially little, little kids, like toddlers and stuff, they'll also dress up. And little boys will put on dresses and heels all the time. And it's only, right. like, they get older and people are like, wow, that's pretty gay. And so they'll stop because they feel... Either they don't like it anymore or they feel ashamed and we should let them choose what they want to do without making them feel ashamed, which is happening more and more now, which is making older people uh, and just ignorant people in general. Because it's not just older people. There's tons of young people that are terrible, which is, uh, anyway, (laughs) let them do what they're going to do. If they don't like it when they are older, they, whatever, they're going to stop. They'll do what they want. Well, and that actually brings me to, um, and, you know, you and I, we talk before the show and just sort of discuss, like, you know, what topics we want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And I sort of noticed this connection that um, that uh, Zane and, uh, how do we say Zane's last name? I'm like, I'm such an ass. It's either Malik I, or Malik. I don't really know. I was yeah. never a One Direction Malik. Okay, and Gigi, Gigi Hadid. Hadid. I'm so I'm I'm really I'm really out of shape with the. I um, am. I've been living in a bog as like a sea witch for the past couple of years, so I don't know <laughs> who any of these young people are. Um. Well, I um I listen to I hear Zane on the radio. Mm-hmm. Love it. So that's great. Um. But so they're together. These two people. Yeah. And uh, people are up in arms about uh, this Vogue cover that they're on, um, and they talk about being gender fluid. Um, and some people are really happy about this um, because it's, you know, two well-known people. Um, and other people are mad because, you know, they're talking about gender fluidity. So, you know, God forbid we do that. But also there's people who are really not happy that those two people are sort of representing gender fluidity mm-hmm. right now. Um, what were your thoughts about it? I feel like um, Vogue or like the interviewer itself put more of the gender fluid label onto them than they were saying. I feel like what they were kind of just being like, we will wear things from each other's closets will do this and that it's not a big deal and i think like the people at vogue were kind of using the term gender fluid more than 
than those two people whose names I can't pronounce because I'm old. Um, but I do think uh, it's probably very annoying for people that are gender fluid, which is not just how you dress. It's like right. it's a sort of like non-binary catch-all term for like not being in a masculine or a feminine identity, like almost androgynous, but that doesn't, that's not even the whole thing, but right. whatever. Basically they're saying like, Oh, I'll wear her shirts and I can wear his suits and stuff, which is a good thing to continue putting out there. But I'm sure people that are gender fluid are kind of like, well, why are you representing me? Cause this is not what it is. So it's, yeah. it is very annoying that people that are sort of like not even in a movement will get a lot of publicity and praise for like being so brave when there's people out there all the time that are gender fluid. They're kind of getting like shit on that are that don't get the same sort of like, I don't know the word, like not publicity, well, but like just nobody contacts them and gets their side. Yes. Yeah. And you know, and that's one of the things that's, that irked me a little bit about it. Like on one hand I was like, well, this is nice because I think just that it's making just the term in general, I guess, accessible Mm -hmm. to to the larger public. Right. Um, So maybe we could talk about it a little bit more. Um, But at the same time, I just really think a lot, um, a lot of the same, um, vein of um you know just as you know as a gay person you know i'm very particular about you know who's sort of going to represent me in in a community um and it's just to to boil down the essence of it you know as we're talking we're you know we're finding it as such a complicated idea to even put into to words because mm-hmm. it's so nuanced and layered right um and to boil it down to something like zane said i read in the one line was like Oh, like I borrowed your T-shirt and it was tight, and that's so you know, and that's okay. And yeah. I'm like, okay, so you're like, you're boiling down someone who like gets the shit beaten out of them every day to like you're wearing a girl's T-shirt, and so you know, and um, yeah. and, and that's that's frustrating and and offensive, and also I think you make a good point too, like, you know, they are they are wealthy, you know, people, um, they're beautiful people, um. Mm-hmm. And these things protect you and give you a certain, um, you know, privilege that um, that others don't have, you know. So um, I guess, you know, good on on them for, you know, being who they are and um, not conforming to something. But I guess it remains to be seen um, how others feel about it. And I guess, you know, you and I are, you know really not experts on the topic either so we can only talk so much ourselves well one Um, thing i was thinking is Mm -hmm. like they're talking about this as if it's like a brand new thing when like in the 80s hair rockers were basically wearing women's clothes all the time i mean you've got like iggy pop was always doing that kind of stuff and david bowie and you have like Mm -hmm. um anybody like i can't even remember the name of the stupid band so i'm not gonna say it but uh, just there was tons and tons and tons of people throughout history who have been doing this sort of like not cross-dressing but just wearing feminine things if they're masculine wearing masculine right. things if they're feminine like 
Diane Keaton wearing suits and stuff. It's just, it's been going on for a long time and people are like, wow, look at this brand new thing. And it's just, it is not brand new. And I was extremely offended about how hideous the clothes are on the Vogue cover. Why (laughs) are are they wearing that? It's terrible. They're really ugly. You're, They're so right. ugly. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, we don't have a lot of time left, so uh, we have two more topics we wanted to cover. Uh, Madonna and then a nice thing that Donnie Wahlberg did. Um, yeah. so let's just talk about Madonna a bit. Um, there's there something like th- there's letters that are being auctioned off or sold or something like that? I have to look more into it because I have no idea what's going on. I know mm-hmm. the other week they were talking about uh, one of Tupac's prison letters is being or was being auctioned off and it was a letter to Madonna and now there is a letter from Madonna being auctioned off and in it she uh, was annoyed because I think this was right after she did her um, erotica CD well not CD back in the 90s but her erotica record and the book that she did uh, I think it was called Sex and I guess in it she just kind of sounds annoyed that she's not getting as much commercial success as she wanted like there is some that are valid points in it but in it she goes on to talk about how mediocre uh Whitney Houston is and how she has a music career that she wishes that Madonna wishes that she had and that Sharon Stone has a film career that Madonna wishes she had but they're both so mediocre and blah 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 wow it's very weird because no one would ever say Whitney is like mediocre ever, ever, ever. Like nothing about her has ever been mediocre. And I know at one point she had like that squeaky clean, good girl image. And maybe that's what she was upset about. But (sighs) she had a voice that basically like puts Madonna to shame. Yeah. No matter what. And I think Madonna was just upset, like, oh, I've been doing all this interesting stuff that's original and stuff, and no one's giving me, like, the accolades I deserve, which, I mean, Madonna was very interesting. She still is. She's always been a little bit like, wow, Madonna, chill out. But she's not the most original. She will always take things from other people and repurpose them to her sort of thing, like... Sure that's how she does so it's just uh i wonder what sharon stone is thinking right now because sharon stone is is obviously a better actress than madonna ever was yeah this is like also though like strangely in invasive right like Mm -hmm. i mean madonna would never have it expected that you know the public would be reading this either yeah definitely i do Um, wonder where they get these letters yeah, like right. So yeah, who who obtained this? And then you know, so that that's that's interesting too, because you know, I mean, we all say things when we think that it's in private, and especially mm-hmm. you know, in in writing a letter, right? I mean, you know, back you know back in the day, I know people are not like really into the art of letter writing uh, now, although I am. Um, you know, you you don't expect the things that you write down to be become public they're you know yeah they're not that now i expect material. anything i write to be seen by yeah. everyone yeah absolutely <laughs> wow okay so i'm you know what i'd like to look more into this and see what's going on with these letters and yeah. then we can talk about it more um i just wanted to end on a, on a nice uh note um so donnie Wahlberg was um was at a 
restaurant. Oh gosh, I forgot which one. Waffle House. Ah, uh, yeah, is that a Waffle House? And he uh, tipped the staff two thousand um, dollars on a on a check that was like I think eighty something maybe. Yeah, or, that's yeah. A, that's a, I love when celebrities do that. I know it's ridiculous to have to ask them to do it every single time, but it's just it's so nice, especially people that have like so much money to have to like be able to spread the wealth a little. bit. Right. Yeah, and you know, and he um he took a picture with them, and he um he posted a really nice message that was to I don't have it in front of me, but it was you know to the effect of you know they treated me so good you know and and now I'm treating them as, as well, and I just thought that was really it was just a really kind gesture, um, and I think you know he deserves to be talked about for doing it. Yeah, it's that's really, really that's nice. a kind thing to do, right? I have um, never been in a Waffle House, and I have never seen a Waffle House. Uh, you know, I drive by them a lot in my travels. I figured and... you would. You're more worldly than I am. I've seen IHOP, but Waffle House <laughs> has just not been in my Uber. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot. You know, they're, they're like, they're hanging out in the South more, the, yeah, the Waffle they are, House they are. Uh, franchise. Uh, lovely. <laughs> I think I've been in one once, but not recently, uh, when, I, when I was a much younger lad. Um, uh, but that's that. So that's, that's the end of our, our pop culture uh, chat. I just wanted to thank you so much for like you know coming back as you always do, but joining me on this on this new uh, show that that I'm starting, um, and especially for coming on the test episode uh, to iron out all of our uh, our little technical issues. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, so I'll, next time we won't be the worst, and I won't interrupt uh, you next time. There we go. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely going to see you next time, though. So thank you so yeah. much. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> and then I cut her off. Oh, God. So sorry, Carrie. Okay. So um, thank you, Carrie Childers, our resident pop culture analyst, uh, for joining me on the show and having some great pop culture chat. I want to thank everyone for listening to my first test episode of I'm Not Important and Don't Have Much to Say. I'd like for you to please follow me on Twitter. My handle is on the screen if you're watching on blog talk radio on the slideshow but for those of you that are listening elsewhere you can follow me on twitter at mike lions underscore roars and that's lion with a y uh thank you so much for listening i will be back a week from today at 9 p.m for those who are listening live and of course, for the rest of you, the show immediately becomes archived on Blog Talk Radio and is also available for those of you who like to listen to podcasts on iTunes. So thank you again for listening, and I hope that you have a wonderful night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.